Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. PJM Interconnection, the largest U.S. regional grid operator, made a controversial move recently that's dividing regulators, consumer advocates, and power providers. PJM coordinates auctions every so often to make sure its millions of customers have enough power supply to meet demand. Companies will bid against each other for contracts to generate energy for the region's customers, and PJM will oversee that process. And after a December auction, PJM believed the prices for customers were inflated, so it decided to delay posting the results of the auction and reached out to federal regulators. But that move has sparked a fierce debate, potentially disrupting the power market auction process in general. Supporters are saying PJM's proposed solution was necessary to prevent consumers from paying artificially high power prices. So today we chat with Politico's Catherine Morehouse about the messy fight over PJM's latest power auction and what it means for future power market auctions. It's Thursday, January 26th. So many regions in the U.S. run under these competitive organized power markets. And what that means is there is either a single state or in this case, a multi-state organization, this case called the PJM Interconnection. And they run an annual auction that basically ensures the region has enough power capacity to serve the amount of demand that's expected onto the system. And this region in particular is the largest in the U.S. and stretches all the way from Chicago to the Atlantic coast. And so what happened here is definitely really complicated, as I've been told by many people who've tried to explain it to me. But basically, the error was just limited to a small part of the market that includes Delaware, the eastern shore of Maryland, and a small slice of Virginia. And what happened is that some of the resources that the grid operator had assumed in its modeling would show up did not actually bid into the auction. And what that did at a very high level is it sent the grid operators modeling all out of whack and kind of set prices to reflect a supply-demand mismatch that does not actually exist. So basically what the market thinks is happening is that there isn't enough demand to meet supply, and so you have to raise the price of power in order to incentivize more generators to show up. But what the grid operator says is, well, that mismatch doesn't actually exist, so these prices don't reflect reality, and you know we need to do something here to, to fix that. Interesting. And how did PJM try to fix what they believe is an error? And is this a one-off or something that happened has happened before? I think it's fair to say that this is a one-off and that it's a one-off for this specific piece of the market. But like I said, because it's so small, I think the impact of basically a few resources not showing up when they were supposed to was just bigger because it's just such a small region. But what they did was they did not post the results of its auction. And in doing that, they say, you know, technically this auction is not over yet. And so we can still make some changes. So they petitioned FERC to basically let the grid operator tweak its rules in order to more accurately reflect what the actual price of power should be based on the resources they know now will be bidding into the market and will be providing capacity for the region. Right. And so you're reporting that all of this has sparked a debate among regulators, consumer advocates and power providers. And critics are saying This move by PJM could have consequences for future power market auctions. So can you break down what that's all about? 
Yeah, so there are a couple of things happening here. This is a really big inflation of cost. PJM says this is about four times the price of what power should be in the region. So, I mean, these generators, including solar companies, fossil fuel companies, etc., they, of course, don't want to see PJM reverse course here because they're set to either to lose money if, if PJM says, actually, the price of power is too high here. We're not going to pay you that much for your capacity. One person from Energy Energy wrote in an affidavit that basically we've made financial decisions assuming these inflated costs would stand and you can't just reverse course on us now. That's going to cost us a lot of money. And then kind of the higher level argument here as well is that this is could have real consequences on the long-term operation of these auctions if suddenly now a grid operator is able to say, wait, no, we don't like these results. We should be able to change them. And and so they're also arguing, you know, this puts a lot of market uncertainty into these auctions and makes our jobs just a lot more difficult and makes these markets less certain. Right. And then on the flip side, there are supporters of PJM in this case. So who are they and what are they saying? Yeah, so you have regulators, consumer advocates, and the region's independent market monitor, which is kind of its official watchdog, essentially. All of them are saying that this is clearly an error and should be fixed, and there's no reason for consumers to pay, again, quadruple what they would have otherwise paid. One consumer advocate in particular, Public Citizen, has actually called on FERC to investigate this error for potential signs of market manipulation to see basically whether generators inflated these prices on purpose. But basically everyone in that camp agrees that whether it was the generator's fault or the grid operator's fault, it should not fall on consumers to pay those inflated prices because of an error that reflects basically an inaccurate price. Also, on Wednesday, EPA proposed rejecting all six applications it received from power plants seeking to keep their unlined coal ash ponds in operation. Coal ash is a byproduct of burning coal in coal-fired power plants, and it can pollute waterways, groundwater, drinking water, and air, according to EPA. EPA denied applications from six facilities in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Texas, Arizona, and North Dakota, who argued their alternative liners are sufficient under a rule issued during the Trump administration. That rule allowed utilities to continue to use certain unlined coal ash ponds if they demonstrated they were unlikely to leach toxic chemicals. However, EPA said Wednesday that, among other things, the facilities failed to prove they can monitor groundwater to detect any contamination from their coal ash impoundments. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.